This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Irioki. Join me and my friends as we explore the darker side of the Sooner State. What did I just hear? <laughs> well, uh, we think it's Bigfoot. We hope it is, at least. Uh, that was actually um, recorded last November out in southeast Oklahoma. And uh, my buddy Brian was out, out there with his son. And uh, that first howl, the first two howls, he said that they went all night long. And he even has a recording from the next night, which I, he didn't get a chance to send that over to me, but uh, the first couple of howls is, he said it, you could feel it in your chest. Wow. Yeah. And he said it's, it, in the, in the recording doesn't do it justice. Yeah. And he said there, it, in the recording, it sounds like canine. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. It almost sounds like it could be a coyote, mm-hmm. like maybe, Yeah, you well, know. There, there also is, there have been sightings of wolves down mm-hmm. in Southeast Oklahoma. Could wow. it be possibly that wolves don't usually howl all night long? Right, right. And he said with at every five to ten minutes it was howling and it was going on this ridge away from him. Oh my gosh, yeah. that is oh, that is like wow. So tonight I'm sitting here with Dustin Clark and we connected on Facebook, I believe, through the Erie Okies group, and you are with the big the Southern Bigfoot Alliance. Yep. So if you want to go ahead and tell who you are and like kind of what that is and what you do, what your day job is, anything you want to tell like that, <laughs> people would love to know. Well, uh, I'm Dustin Clark. I'm one of the creators of Southern Bigfoot Alliance. Uh, I'm one of the originals, and uh, got into it since I was real little, watching Legend of Boggy Creek, yeah, and all those movies, and uh, voice liked paranormal even mm-hmm. though I don't do ghosts yeah I understand if, if it doesn't bleed I don't like it yeah 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 um, <laughs> I, can, I can definitely understand that but actually I got into listening to podcasts mm-hmm. and it was three or it, it would have been three years ago because three years ago actually today is when we started Bigfoot Alliance so really Bigfoot Alliance, oh yeah, that's awesome came through my uh, Facebook yeah. time your memories yeah and uh I started listening to this podcast called Sasquatch Chronicles. Okay. And I really got into it, and I started messaging my friends. I'm like, hey, let's let's go look for this. Yeah. Let's go, let's go see if we can find something. And it's blown up since then. What was their reaction when you asked them that initially? Well, my one friend, Brian, who I've known for years, uh, he was in for it. Because yeah. he's had, he had a weird experience in, I want to say... 
the Arbuckle Mountains. Okay. I think, or yeah, somewhere down down in that yeah. down in there. When he was younger, him and his uncle and his cousins went camping, and something was throwing rocks at him all night. Oh, gosh. So he, he's kind of been in on it, and he's actually had a ghost. He has a really cool ghost story that okay. I'll see if he can get on. Oh, that'd be days. awesome. Yeah. That'd be awesome. But uh, that's how we started, and it's blown up. We have uh, over 2,600 people in our mm-hmm. group. We, uh, we try to go out once a month, and it's fun, even if we don't find anything. We're, oh, yeah, yeah. We're camping. It's so. somebody, I think Glenn, who was on the podcast, said that one of the, his favorite things about Bigfooting is, like, it's such a good excuse to get outdoors. Mm-hmm. Like, just to be out there and, like, look around and explore and stuff like that. Yeah, you're talking about Glenn McDonald? Yes. Mm-hmm. Have you been to his bookstore? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. We actually did, I want to say it was last year, we did two different speakings with our Oh, that's there. awesome. Yeah. I'll have to come to the next one if y'all, if y'all do another one. or I don't know. We've kind of got away from doing that. Yeah. Because it's... We feel like we don't have enough to show, even yeah. though I mean, we have this yeah. track. But yeah. it's we're not the best public speakers. I, I can I can understand so, where you're coming yeah. from. Yeah, yeah, that's really that's super cool that you did that though. Mm-hmm. Like that's really cool. Um, what year was it that you guys started the Southern Bigfoot Alliance? It would have been three years ago. Three so. years. 2016. Yeah. Yeah. I'm bad. I'm bad at numbers. Yeah. They're, it's bad. It's real bad. <laughs> Anyone who listens to this podcast knows that if numbers or dates are involved, like, no, it's bad. It's somebody else needs to take over. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so you were interested in this stuff from a pretty young age. Yeah. And when you guys started going out and looking for stuff, when, when did you have your first, what you would call an experience or an encounter? And actually before I ask that, um, I know that like with UFO type stuff, there are different kinds of encounters mm. and with Bigfoot, is it like that? Is it, is it like hearing a sound or making a sighting or classified there, in a certain way? Uh, there are classifications that okay. other people use, but usually it's sight, okay. sound. Yeah. But, uh, we've, uh, only one person or two of our guys think they've seen one, oh, which wow. was last, last year. And then we've heard possible. Don't I, I don't want to say that they are. Mm-hmm. They are or they aren't. Right. But uh, we've also found a bunch of uh, what people call stick structures, mm-hmm. which people find these weird ways the trees are. Yeah. And they automatically think Bigfoot made it, but we we, we don't know. Yeah, we talked a little bit in the chat room about wild thing. Yes. And at the beginning and the end of Wild Thing, she is looking at one of those structures. Yeah. Uh, in the I, Pacific Northwest, I believe. Yeah, I believe they call them nests. Yes. That, those mm-hmm. nests. I've, mm-hmm. I've seen pictures of them, mm-hmm. but I yeah. don't. I, I mean, yeah. to me, in the pictures, what I saw just looked like where a deer bedded down. Right. So, right. I don't know. There's no telling without yeah. seeing it actually laying there asleep. Yeah. <laughs> so, these things you're talking about are actually, like, structures. Yeah, we... Uh, I should have got the pictures a little oh, bit. Oh, that's no, it's fine. Later. Yeah, you can totally but, do that. Um, we found one in Yukon that was, there was a 20-foot tall tree, mm-hmm. and it was the, uh, it had grown to where the tip of it was touching the ground on one okay. end, and there was sticks lined up all the way down it, like mm-hmm. a teepee, but there were also sticks being woven into the... Oh, wow. Yeah. So like making was, a wall. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a teepee made out of sticks. Yeah. And wow. we found a couple of those, and there's 
some that we found that's like a big log up in a tree, mm-hmm. but it's also possible for deadfall or flood mm-hmm. damage, flood debris. Oh, yeah, so it's yeah. a lot of the, a lot of the places that we find these are in flood areas. So mm-hmm. it's that's hit or miss on what it yeah. Could be. Yeah, and I know that floods can do some pretty weird stuff. Like, I, you're you're from the Moore area, aren't mm-hmm. you? Okay, so in the great tiger NATO of like 2013 or 15 or whenever it was, um, there was a vehicle, like a huge SUV, like an expedition or something, that got washed off of Indian Hills Road into the woods right there at Indian Hills and Eastern. Yeah. Like, it was embedded in the trees. Like, I mean... My Norwegian family came to visit that summer, and they kept looking at it, and they were like, how did that, what is happening right here? And we're like, I guess that the insurance company isn't ready to get it out yet, or they haven't figured out how to get it out yet, or like, I don't know what's going on, but there is definitely a an SUV in those trees. <laughs> so it, it can definitely do some weird things. That, and I mean, we've found areas where a tornado has gone, yeah. gone through, and you know, mm-hmm. those can put anything wherever oh yeah 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 so the weather definitely probably plays a big factor into into things and that was something i was going to ask you um kind of about the weather is are there certain times of year that you guys go out? i know you said you go out every month but do you find that you have better luck at certain times of the year or more activity well all the times that we have found these tracks Mm -hmm. in this one location have all been from january to april okay and from there on, we don't find anything. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but it, from what I've noticed, when we go to our area in southeast Oklahoma, mm-hmm. is during October or the winter months, the early October, November, right. that's when they're louder. Okay. And I guess you could say it sounds like they talk more. Mm-hmm. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 And summertime, it's. The, we went out three weeks ago, and it was it was pretty quiet most of the weekend. Uh, and this first night we were there, I was almost asleep, and I could have swore I heard a uh, what people call a wood knock. Yeah. And right after that happened, the coyotes went nuts. Really? Yeah. And oh, my later story I'll get into in a mm-hmm. little bit. I was like, I need to go to sleep now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's I'm the youngest of our group almost mm-hmm. and uh everybody falls asleep quite easily and they're hard to wake up. Yeah. And so it's kind of nerve wracking knowing that you're sitting there listening to all of it and everybody's dead asleep. Yeah. You hear them snoring. Yeah. And you know it's gonna take a freight train to wake these people. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's all on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Is that the, um, gosh, that like, that totally sidetracked because I was thinking about something else. But, um, so what is the age range of the people that are in the group? Are that you said you're the youngest? Yeah. I'm, I'll be 32 in December. Okay. Um, most of them are between 32 and I think our oldest, his name is, we call him Mr. Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's 72. Okay. And he still gets around pretty good. Yeah. He's he's been in it a long time and he's got mm-hmm. some crazy stories. Oh wow. Yeah. So what um what we have sitting here that Dustin has referenced a couple times, I am sitting right next to a twenty inch Bigfoot track impression is what what that is, right? Yeah. Okay. So do you want to tell me about this and like 
what it is, how, like all, all about it. I'm so, I'm, I like when you got here and we were talking about it before we got on the mic, I think that you really, you put it really well that like just hearing someone say a 20 inch Bigfoot track Mm -hmm. doesn't really do it justice. You don't really, until it's, you're looking at it, 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 it's wild because it looks like a foot. Yeah. Like even the 16 inch tracks. Yeah. It's just, it's mind blowing because even though we're out going and looking for them, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, there's still a part in the back of your head thinking, well, they might be real, they might not right, be. Right, right. And then when you see one of these, it's just, it blows your mind. I mean, yeah. that's, when we found these this February, January, mm-hmm. February, like, I sat there and looked at them. Mm-hmm. I, I, I couldn't talk. I just sat on the ground and mm-hmm. looked at them for 30 minutes. And still, like, still to this day, I can't comprehend, like, this thing, this is huge. Yeah. And when we found this one, uh, we found, I think it was, I think it was three or four of the 20 inch tracks. They had came across wow. this road and uh, went into this creek and across the mm-hmm. creek. And we actually have one print that my uh, buddy in Texas has. Mm-hmm. And it's the impression from where it jumped from one side of the creek to the other. So it's actually digging in. Oh, so you wow. can actually see the motion of the yeah. foot hitting the bank and digging and stuff. Yeah. And uh, with this, we also found, uh, I want to say it was five to six, 16 inch tracks. And they were going along the road. Okay. And the 20 inch tracks crossed, it was the 16s went this way and the 20 went down okay. and over the creek. Okay. And what sucks is we found all those tracks and we were only able to cat. Well, we casted all of them, mm-hmm. but only four of them st- stuck because it was yeah. uh, January, February. It was right. cold. It was wet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had an ice storm come through that night oh, gosh. and it took forever for these to uh, set up. Set or, up. Yeah. yeah. We actually had to, that's why the toes right here messed mm-hmm. up is because when we pulled it and pulled it or turned it yeah. over, one of, one of the guys went to touch it smeared oh yeah and we had to carefully put them in the truck and uh one of the guys t- took each one home and uh actually stuck them in the oven for yeah a while just to get them to sit. oh yeah 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 this is it's amazing <clears throat> because like this is so it it's perfectly a big toe mm-hmm. and like that looks like the mound or the ridge of your foot like that pad yeah. right there i don't know what that's called like science majors you can hit me up and tell me but it, it looks like that mound of your foot like right there in like mm-hmm. the ball of your heel like I it's amazing to see it in person yeah you, you can tell that this this was the side he put all his weight on when he stepped, stepped yeah. down into the creek yeah that is have, have you ever had anybody um anybody look at it like any not yet uh, my buddy that has the really good 20 inch track yeah he, he won't part with it yeah it's his baby I understand uh, he took it to Hanoi last okay. year and try to get Jeff Meldrum yeah, the, yeah. Uh, anthropologist yes from Idaho I believe is that right somewhere up there yeah. yeah and he was gonna have him look at it but he ended up not having a chance to yeah, get yeah. to talk to him oh, so I would love to hear what he would have to say about it and actually the first it was a set of three 16 inch tracks that we mm-hmm. found they were actually two hairs in it they were about four inches long oh my gosh they were reddish brown and yeah. my buddy kept the longest one and he oh. sent 
the other one to Jeff Meldrum. Yeah. And we have not heard back from him yet. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, well that's exciting. That's really, oh gosh. That is, do you ever find any, like how often do you find hair evidence like that? Hair evidence? Mm-hmm. Uh, not very often. I wouldn't imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And plus when we go to Southeast Oklahoma, mm-hmm. it's practically rock down there. Yeah. So it's the only kind of footprints you're, you're mm-hmm. likely to see down there is just where it's scuffed up the leaves or something right, like that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, no, the hair was only found that one time. Um, we haven't found any hairs since, and uh, mainly it's just the tracks mm-hmm. and possibly seeing something and hearing a bunch of stuff. Yeah, oh my gosh. I can't even, like, I cannot even imagine. We were talking about the thing about being the only, knowing that you were the only person that was awake and that it was going to take a lot to wake those guys up. Mm-hmm. I I cannot even imagine being out in the woods at night and you know, having that experience of either some something throwing something at your tent repeatedly yeah. or making these noises that are very obviously not a coyote or a wolf. <laughs> like, I can't even, I would be, I, like, I've always said that I'm worse than useless in a haunted house. So, like, <laughs> yeah, I can't even imagine. Yeah, I just, uh, the, the day we found all of these, we were sitting around the campfire and uh, it was that night mm-hmm. and we were talking about it and I, I was just sitting there thinking, like, what, if, it, it could be, out there and we might not even know right and then i was starting to get a little nervous which i don't usually get nervous mm-hmm. i'm usually pretty calm out yeah there. yeah and when, sometimes when i get nervous i get funny i'm like man I, I just hope it's just a hobby with big feet yeah yeah exactly a real, a real short guy with big feet <laughs> yeah, something around. really friendly yeah <laughs> have you seen uh the new it movie i have not okay there's th- this is not a spoiler but there is a part in it where um Bill Hader's character, which I believe is Richie, um, they're like all talking about like what its true form is, and he's like, I hope it's a Pomeranian. And everybody just looks at him like, shut up. <laughs> and then at one point, it does take that form. <laughs> so, yeah. I can imagine that, like, oh my gosh. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I, I can't even imagine how tall that would be. That was going to be my next question was like, how tall do you think a, something that makes a footprint like this would be? There's one guy called Ken Gerard. Okay. He's a big cryptozoologist. Okay. And he's seen the original, the first 20-inch foot. Mm-hmm. And he has some kind of calculation, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said it would one like this would be about like 10 foot tall. Gosh. And that is, that's freaking tall. That's insane to think. Yeah. That's like two of me. Yeah. Like, dude, that's insane. Like I, oh my gosh, yeah, wow. So when you when you first got into this, did you have anybody that was like, "What are you doing?" Like what, like that was skeptical, that was like, gave you kind of a little bit of backlash about it or anything? I still do. Do you? Oh yeah, I'd love to hear about that. I've got friends that will have a party out at the house or something Mm -hmm. like that, and uh, the coyotes will howl in the distance. Oh, there's Bigfoot! Oh my gosh! All right, this. That's enough. Yeah, that's, you've had your fun. <laughs> and I, I've come to the realization that I would die happy if if I don't see a Bigfoot my whole life, mm-hmm. but one of those people do. Yeah. Just oh, yeah. so I can be like, oh, what about those coyotes? Yeah. Or, was yeah. that Bigfoot? Oh, my gosh. No, I completely, yeah, I get that. Oh, yeah, I would imagine people are probably not, like, always super receptive to it. Yeah, and... A lot of the people that naysay it a bunch, mm-hmm. 
never stepped foot in the woods. Yeah, it's, I think that's true. How do, how do you know what's out there? Yeah. How do you know what's not out there? Exactly. So. Yeah, I think I, that's what I always tell people. I'm like, have you ever been in the woods at night? Like, I, and I know that your mind can play tricks on you and stuff like that, but also it is very, it's vast. And I think that, I think it would be kind of arrogant to assume that we know everything yeah. like that's going on out there. So, um, let's see, what was one of the other things that I wanted to ask you? Um, it had to do, oh, okay. So one of the things that I have learned in my own quest for Bigfoot information from different people that have made documentaries and like have gone to the festival and stuff like that is that there are two groups. There's like the kill group and the no kill group. There's actually three. Really? Okay. There's kill, no kill. And then there are the woo. Okay. Have you ever heard of the woo? Yes, I have. Oh, this is going to be fun. Those people are, I mean, I, I don't mean to. Like, no, 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 no. I totally, I totally get it. Because, I mean, I, I don't want to come across as one of those people like, oh, you, yeah. you, know, you think you speak to Bigfoot with your mind. Yeah. But then what are other animals can speak to you with their mind? Right. Um, exactly. There are people that think that uh, Bigfoot's alien, mm-hmm. that aliens drop them off. Uh, they can become invisible like the predator. Mm-hmm. They can walk through walls. Isn't that, don't they call that cloaking? Yeah. 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 Okay. And so yeah, there's those. That's the three yeah. groups. And we're uh, we're no kill. Okay. Um, if it came down to it, and mm-hmm. it was life or death. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, totally different. Yeah. Completely yeah. Different. Completely different with any animal. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, so. With the groups that are kill, like their their goal there is to have the body, right? Yeah. To get the body to prove it. Mm-hmm. ultimate goal is to prove to science that this really exists. Right. And then with the no-kill, it's kind of like more of a conservation thing. Is that sort of where it's at? Yeah, they kind of just observe mm-hmm. from a distance, try to get visual, audio, yeah. okay. and video. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I think if I was... I think I would be in the no-kill also. Just because, I don't know, it seems... Like, if you compare it to a gorilla, it would seem wrong to kill a gorilla. Right. Like, it wouldn't feel right. Like, mm-hmm. why would you do that? That's yeah. It's not a natural predator to us. Yeah, and plus a lot of people that have seen them like that, I've heard many witnesses uh, say that it, it would, they would be hunting, mm-hmm. and they would have it in the scope, and they couldn't pull the trigger because they said it looked too human. I believe that, yeah. Which, I, if I see one, I don't want it to be human human looking mm-hmm. I want it to look like a gorilla because mm-hmm. I think that uh, if it looked any kind of human it would yeah. screw me up it's yeah. kind of like I think I can mentally deal with seeing one of these in the world right. but if if they're real yeah I don't want to see one of the uh, the dog man yeah have you heard of the dog man I have I've heard very little very Imagine little it from descriptions okay a big big basically a wolf yeah like, uh, right. do you remember Underworld? Yeah. Like those wolves. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I think that would screw me up for life. That would be terrifying. Yeah. That would I, be so scary. I would not set foot, foot back in the woods. No, no, I would not. I would not be, no, I would not be seeking that out again. <laughs> that is, that's terrifying to think about. Yeah. Like, oh God. And our, like, okay, so the dog man, does it have anything to do with Bigfoot? I, I don't know that much about okay, it. Okay, okay. Because I've looked into it a little bit, and mm-hmm. I couldn't really figure out if it was, like, uh, a 
another version or there, like it's totally separate like lycanthrope type creature yeah there okay. there are people that have said that it looks like that mm-hmm. but also there have also been people that say it looks like a big ass baboon okay with the you know because they yeah. see the snout yeah the normal bigfoot stalk okay. snout yeah and some people think that the dogman is actually a baboon i forgot the there's a class, class, classification mm-hmm. of the different types. It's okay. like one, two, three. Okay. And I think the dogman is number three, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. And they have the longer, like a baboon. Yeah. Just that elongated snout. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and when you describe it like that, it's even scarier yeah. than the image of like the lichens from Underworld. Like, I think the baboon with the giant feet, like, and yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't know. Uh, I think the baboon would be easier to cope with. Yeah. Than a freaking werewolf. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That is true. I think that, like, it reminds me of when I watched Hemlock Grove and they did that. Like, have you seen that? Okay, they did a super awesome scene of a werewolf transformation. And I liked it because it was the first werewolf scene transformation that I had seen in anything modern mm-hmm. that really got how gross it would be. Yeah. Like, it really, like, that your skin is ripping and, like, you know, all of this stuff is happening. Kind of like an, in An American Werewolf in London. Oh, how it's right. kind of a nasty transformation. Like, mm-hmm. it's not just, like, easy and pretty and, like, oh, I'm a werewolf protecting Bella now from the vampires. <laughs> like, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I really, I really, really appreciated that about it. But um, I don't know where I was going with that. But I, I do like werewolves. I enjoy werewolves a lot. I don't think I would enjoy meeting one, though. Oh, no, I enjoy them to stay in the in the movies. In the movies, yeah. yeah. In my movies and books, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. So, um, in your group, like, what... Have you ever had an encounter where you felt like you might be in danger from, like, something cryptozoological or otherwise, like, human? My very first possible Bigfoot experience. Uh, it was in Lexington, Oklahoma. Okay. And... Uh, I had been talking to this other researcher who frequents out there, mm-hmm. and he had messaged me, and he was a trucker, and he had, to, for some reason, he had to leave, and uh, he said that uh, he had found one of these stick structures mm-hmm. out there, and he asked, he forgot to take pictures of it, and asked if I could go take a look, take some pictures for him. I was like, yeah, I, I know the area. Well, uh, it was Father's Day weekend two years ago. And so I go out there, and it's 9 o'clock in the morning, and I park the truck, and I start walking down this trail towards where I'm pretty sure I know where it's at. And it's pretty bushy, and uh, I'm walking alone by myself, didn't bring a gun. And uh, I come to this corner of the trail, and I start smelling skunk, a skunk smell. And I've, I haven't, since then I've heard inca- or encounter stories from that area, but then I hadn't so I was trying to keep Bigfoot from my mind because I didn't want everything to be Bigfoot yeah so I was thinking well the highway is just a mile down the road somebody probably just hit a skunk that's mm-hmm. why I'm smelling so I keep walking and the smell gets worse and worse and it finally starts smelling like a wet dog skunky smell mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out what the hell the smell is yeah and then I hear a woof and boom a tree knock Oh my god! And then like drum, it's to me it sounded like drumsticks tapping together. Yeah. Like, tap, 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 tap. And I t- 
turned around real quick, and in my mind, I was screaming, run, 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 yeah. run, run. Yeah. But my legs wouldn't. It was oh like I was, it was like I was in slow-mo getting yeah. out of there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't hear anything else, but whatever it was sounded like it was about 15 to 20 yards to my right in the bushes. And it, the wood knock sounded like Bay Ruth hitting one out of the ballpark. Wow. Yeah, it, it was loud. That like gave me chills just like <laughs> thinking about that. Oh and my gosh. It, the five minute walk back to the truck felt like it took forever. Yeah. Because I, I kept looking over my shoulder, mm-hmm. hoping nothing was following me. And I've gone back since and we found some possible mm-hmm. tracks, but it was a month or so later because okay. nobody could get out there and I sure as hell wanted to go out there by myself. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. And, uh, yeah, that spooked me. I didn't go back in the woods for a couple months after that. And how long ago was that? That was Father's Day weekend two years ago. Two years ago. Okay, so that was after the creation of the of the group yeah. and everything. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That is... And uh, has anybody in your group ever had, like, a really remarkable encounter? Um, last, last year, around this time... We had made a big trip down to southeast Oklahoma, and uh, we were there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and two of my friends, they stayed until Monday. Well, they went to check out this new area, and they we actually asked where we camped this a couple weeks ago because mm-hmm. I wanted to up my chances. Yeah. And uh, they walked down this embankment in this little ravine, and they looked over, and there's a little hill, and there was something that he said it was about that wide and it was dome shaped and he could only see the top of it and it kept trying to like peeking up and then going back down and then it'd peek up and go back down. Oh my gosh. And it was far enough away they couldn't see eyes or anything. Yeah, they could yeah. just see it, it was moving. in the middle of the day. Yeah. And they could just see just the cone shape coming up and it looked like it was looking yeah. and then it'd go back down. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I can't even imagine actually <clears throat> like seeing something. Like you were saying, it being hard to cope with. Like, mm. I, I I think that's probably an aspect of it that a lot of people don't think about. But I think that that is very important to think about. Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, gosh, I can't even imagine. Um, mm. Is southeastern Oklahoma, is that the best place to go if you want to try to see one? To me, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the best place I've gone, okay. I've found, besides our place in southern Oklahoma yeah. which we gotta keep that one a secret yeah but uh yeah just north of uh Hochatown mm-hmm. around the Smithville area there's okay. just it's vast and it's just public land mm-hmm. and you go out there and you might hear something you might not sometimes we go out there and we don't even hear coyotes mm-hmm. but sometimes they get loud mm-hmm. and it gets pretty creepy sometimes. One of the things my friend Hannah said when she was on about cryptids was in her Bigfoot experience, um, and she's also kind of, she's really into nature and stuff like hiking and camping and stuff like that, and she said that one of the things that they you learn early on in going into the great outdoors, which I'm not great at, but uh, is that when it gets completely silent in the woods, that's when you need to worry. Yeah. Have you ever had that experience? There's been a few times but nothing has ever came of it. Okay. But besides the other story mm-hmm. that we'll get into, okay. it, it got really quiet that night. Yeah. yeah. 
I, yeah, and the, her thing was, like, that's how you know there's something that's bigger than everything else. Like, a predator of some kind is near, and all the other animals are like, okay, we're getting the hell out of here. Like, exactly. we're going to be quiet. <laughs> yeah. So you are more than welcome to get into that second story if you want to. Okay. I'm excited um, to hear it. I think... I think it was two years ago now. It was mm-hmm. after the Father's Day trip. It was, I want to say, mid-October. And uh, we were way out in Southeast Oklahoma, way out in the boonies. And uh, our campsite was right along the river. And it took about 30 minutes from the gravel road just to get to this spot. Oh, wow. It was a rough road. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was kind of on the side of the hill. And we were camped in a kind of a low spot and we had been up for I meant to draw a diagram but um, we had been up till 3 o'clock 3 Mm a.m. and we finally went to bed we weren't hearing anything and my tent was over in this area and I was up away from everybody else and then there was a tent here tent here everybody was parked here and then a group of tents right here Mm -hmm. and the hill is back here well everybody snores loudly Mm -hmm. that goes out with us for some reason yeah and I heard everybody already snoring and everything. And then from up here above the hill above me, I started hearing something moving. I wonder what that is. And as it got closer, I was like, that's two feet. That's not four feet it, walking. Yeah. And it's going through the leaves. You can hear it. And it walked between me and this tent. And the guy in this tent, he had a dog in his tent. And it barked a couple times. And whatever it was walking stopped. When the dog stopped, it walked in front of this tent. It opened our cooler. I could hear it opening the cooler. It moved some of the ice around. Then it shut the cooler lid, and then it came over to the grill, opened the lid, closed the lid, and then it came around around over to where these tents were. And uh, there was like a little snack table with bread and mm-hmm. little Debbie's and stuff like yeah. that. And I could hear it was trying to pull the cloth we had put over everything to just keep the raccoons off of it. Mm-hmm. And it was still messing around. And I'm sitting there thinking, what the hell is that? Yeah. And my heart's going 100 miles away. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I need to get out and look at it. But the bad thing about my tent, my tent, the rain fly extends out and attaches to in front of the tent. Mm -hmm. So I would have to unzip the door and then crawl out and unzip unzip the rain fly. So I'm thinking, if I do the door, whatever it is, it'll be gone. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm sitting there thinking, and me and two other people are the only ones that have signal out there. Because we're way out there. So I'm texting both of them. I'm like, you need to wake up. There's something in camp. Mm-hmm. And I'm not getting any responses. I don't even hear their phones going off. Yeah. I'm thinking, Shh, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And this whole time I'm hearing whatever it is walking around. And next thing I know, I hear a tent. This guy, his tent unzips. And he shines a spotlight, but he shines it this way. I yell, I'm like, hey, there's something in camp. Shine it over here. Mm-hmm. And just as I heard it said that, I heard boom, 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 boom. Oh, wow. It takes off, and he swings the spotlight over and doesn't see it. Oh, wow. <clears throat> I jump out in my boxers mm-hmm. and the flashlight, and I'm waking everybody up, and I was like, there's something just in camp. We got mm-hmm. to look for signs. So everybody starts getting up, and we look around for 20, 30 minutes, and we don't find anything. 
we don't we find some scuff marks where mm-hmm. the leaves were messed up but we've been walking in this area yeah all day yeah, so yeah. there's no telling where the only tracks that we were for sure came from it came from up the hill mm-hmm. up to down and uh finally we gave up looking and we were walking back to the tents and my buddy was standing next to me and he was walking next to me all of a sudden he goes ow and something hits the ground he got hit in the back of the neck with a rock. Oh my gosh. And it actually welted, welted up. Yeah. He had a big knot on the back of his neck. Wow. It almost knocked him to the ground. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I think he kept the rock. Yeah, um, I would. But <laughs> yeah, that was that was a crazy experience. I ended up sleeping in the truck that night, mainly because... I do not blame you. Partly because of that, but also because I forgot to treat my rain fly mm-hmm. and rain moved in. Yeah. So it was leaking water in my tent. Oh yeah, that's no fun. So that's yeah. never, never, yeah. never a good thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is. Oh, that is wild. So like, so so southern southeastern Oklahoma is a really good place. Um, and what would you what would you say to anyone that's like listening to this that's kind of curious about Bigfoot wants to get involved with a group or like, how do you go about even starting to look into this? Like, what what do they do? Well, um, basically go for a hike. Just go be out in nature and you might see one. Yeah. You might not. Um, What's the closest to a, like, urban area that someone, that you've ever heard of someone seeing one? You know where Stinchcombe Park is? No. In Yukon? No, no. It's basically Yukon City Limits. Okay. And it's, uh... It's right off the turnpike. Okay. And it's uh, where the river comes in and it runs mm-hmm. into, uh, oh, what's that lake up there? I'm not sure. Overholzer, maybe? Overholzer, it could be. Yeah. It could be, yeah. But uh, right in there, and okay. there's several big neighborhoods within a mile of there. Are there, like, real big fancy neighborhoods out there? That's mm-hmm. where my cousin used to live. That's crazy that, like, yeah. that right out in that area, because I've been there, like... There's also, uh, there have been sightings in Midwest City by, wow. uh, I want to say, Air Depot. Yeah. And where the, uh, no, it would be Sooner. Uh-huh. Um, if you go down Sooner to Reno where the railroad tracks yeah. cross, about a mile from there. That's wild. Yeah, but oh that, my that was also like 15 years ago. Okay, so. okay. I did read about one on, like, the BFRO's website that was, like, at Hafer Park in Edmond. And, like, the... It's been... It's been years, like, a few decades since mm-hmm. this sighting. But uh, I thought that was fascinating because it was actually... The person that made the sighting said that it was a baby that they saw. Mm-hmm. So... And it was in the snow. Like, it was... It's a really interesting account. Like, they got out there on, on the internet. But, yeah. I want to say I read a report out of... Somewhere up by Tulsa, this lady thought she saw chimpanzees swinging through the trees. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that would be alarming. <laughs> that would be very alarming. Because chimpanzees are known for being mean. Yeah. For <laughs> very sure. mean. But yeah, um, if people want to go out, uh, they can join Southern Bigfoot Alliance on Facebook. And we do open invites a okay. lot. And we try to do them a couple of times a year where mm-hmm. we'll just let whoever wants to come, they can mm-hmm. come. We'll take them to the southeast Oklahoma area, and they can come camp. We make, we cook for everybody. Well, usually we 
have everybody bring something kind mm-hmm. of like potluck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, is there any kind of like um, equipment that you need that's beyond regular camping equipment, like a recorder or? Uh, yeah, you can get recorders, uh, video cameras, mm-hmm. GoPros, uh, parabolic dishes. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I found a uh, what is that Facebook thing that's always uh, wish. Wish. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a, a like a thirty dollar parabolic dish on okay. there, and it works pretty good. Okay. Um, but if you have the money to spend, you can also get a thermal oh, yeah. night vision. Yeah. But those are a couple of grand. Yeah. And oh we only gosh. have we have one night vision and two infrared. Yeah. So that's that is so cool. Oh my gosh. Well, do you have anything else about about Bigfoot that you'd like to share, or any other stories or anything? Um, let me think. I think those are my main stories. Uh, the camping trip that we had three weeks ago, um, we were in Southeast Oklahoma mm-hmm. and we were way out there, like I said. Yeah. And about four o'clock in the morning, two of our people got woken up because they heard children laughing in camp. Oh my gosh. And my recorder was going all yeah. night. And the only bad thing about recording audio during the summer is the yeah. bugs. Yeah. So my buddy who's really good at that stuff, mm-hmm. he's he's got the audio and he's cleaning it up and it's nine hours worth of audio yeah. that he has to go through. Yeah. And so yeah, that's I'm hoping I, I hope I got it, but yeah. I hope I don't because that's creepy right? as hell. Yeah. That's that that is that is exactly <clears throat> how I felt when I heard the playback of the Stone Lion in. When I realized there was that, I didn't listen to that yet. Oh my gosh! Like it is. I will find out where the timestamp is so you can like go right to it. But it was very alarming for me because Sarah, one of um, the listeners, she messaged me and she was like, "Girl, you gotta, you gotta get up right now. You gotta listen." And she was like, "Have you listened to this?" And I was like, "Yes, I listened to it twice last night when I was editing it." And uh, she was like, "No, have you listened to it?" And so I went to the timestamp that she told me, and I mean, it gave me chills. Like, it was, I was like, that is not my voice, that is not Becky's voice, and nobody else was in that place. That is really creepy. So if you get that, I definitely want to hear it. I've, I have it downloaded. I just haven't got to it, because I listen to, listen to one oh, yeah. podcast, and then I'll switch to Yeah. Else. Well, if you get the, the sound of the children, I definitely want to, sure. definitely want to hear that. Sure. So, yeah. Uh, one other story that I remember off the top of my head, um... It was last year around this time we were down in southeast Oklahoma. And we we're in this spot we call Cow Pie Hill. Okay. Because there's there are wild cows out there. Yeah. And we we're on this hill and it was new growth. They had came in and logged a bunch of trees and they planted everything or everything new. And these tree these pines were only about four foot tall and we could see mm-hmm. over the top of them. And this is two, three o'clock in the morning. Everything happens at three o'clock in the morning. For yeah, yeah. And it was me, my friend Kendall, and then Mr. Bill and Tim. Me and Kendall were on one side of the truck, and Mm -hmm. Bill and Tim were on the other. And we were just sitting there quietly talking and just listening. And we started hearing something hit the ground. And it was like a real, like, thump, thump every now and then. We're like, what the hell is that? Mm -hmm. And we would get, we were trying to recreate it. Mm -hmm. We'd throw a rock. It wouldn't make that sound. And then we started realizing that there are dried up cow patties all over the place. Mm-hmm. And we finally, we picked one up and tossed it and it was making that sound. Oh my gosh. And 
we, we never seen them hit or bounce, mm-hmm. but we could hear something throwing basically cow crap yeah. at us. Yeah. And uh, one thing I want to say is if people go out and look, mm-hmm. if you think you see something, stay safe. And if you can, after you think the danger is over, go back and make sure what you saw is what you actually saw. Mm-hmm. Because this particular particular night, after about after we debunked this, we heard. Whoa! Oh, it's a it's a truck. Okay. <laughs> we heard a big turkey gobble mm-hmm. in the distance. Turkey don't gobble in the middle of the night. Yeah. Which was creepy. Yeah. And we shined our light across uh, uh, over these pines in the distance. It looked like it was a hundred yards. Mm-hmm. There was this old tree. That was sticking up above all the rest. And it was just, I don't know what kind of tree it was. It was old and dead. Yeah. Well, there are eyes next to it. And from where we were standing and the way the pines looked, it looked like this was 10 foot tall. Wow. And we were looking at it through the night vision and with a light on it. Mm-hmm. And it looked like every few seconds it would lean out. And mm-hmm. you could see the eye shine. Yeah. And it looked like a head and a shoulder. Mm-hmm. Well, we sat there and looked at this thing for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then finally we were like, we got to go see what that is. Yeah. And we start walking through these pines that are less than four foot from each each other. Yeah. So we're having to push through all these pines. Mm-hmm. Well, we get 20 foot in and it drops off. So when we get down this drop off, the pines are actually like 10 foot tall oh wow it took us 30 minutes to find this old tree and the whole time we're having to push through these limbs yeah and it's dark yeah all we have is our headlamps on Mm -hmm. and I start thinking man I'm gonna open one of these limbs and (laughs) there's gonna be one standing right here in front (laughs) of me yeah exactly we finally find this old tree and there's no tracks around it we can't find anything we're like well where did what was making the eye shine and then we look up and there's a raccoon and what we originally thought was 10 foot up was actually 15, 18 foot high. And the tree was actually taller. Mm-hmm. So this whole time when we were up on the hill and looking at it, it actually looked like a shoulder and a head looking out. Mm-hmm. But when you're that far away from it, looking through binoculars and everything yeah. you can, it looks big. Yeah. But once you get there, it was just a damn raccoon. Yeah. And I hate them. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's why I say if you think you see something, mm-hmm. go back whenever you get a chance and look again because verify, you yeah, verify because you might have been by yourself out in the woods mm-hmm. and you could have seen a four foot black stump that was burnt from wildfire, but it's covered in green foliage now. So you see something black in the trees and yeah. you get spooked and you back you bounce out, right? But if you go back and it's still there, mm-hmm. then you you know it might not have been Bigfoot. Right, yeah. If, if you're brave enough to go and make sure yeah. it's not Bigfoot. Yeah, and, I, and I'm sure that, like, doing that gives you more experience for, mm-hmm. like, the next time and the next time and stuff like that. So it's a good thing to yeah. verify it. And to uh, also get on YouTube and search animal sounds, the different kind of oh, animal yeah. sounds for a yeah. while. Because mm-hmm. bobcats scare the crap out of you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
mountain Some, lions. Place. I read a post the other night about somebody who they were out camping and they heard this ungodly noise and they were sure that like a demon had surfaced and all this stuff. And it turned out when they got home and they started looking into it, it was an elk like oh. making a noise and apparently elks make very scary noises, mm. especially in the middle of the night. So yes, go look, go Google all the animal yeah. noises. Bad yes. <laughs> So I guess that that's, that's all I've got for you guys today on uh, Bigfoot News. Um, I'm so excited, Dustin, that you were here and we got to talk about the Southern Bigfoot Alliance. And Do you want my one ghost story? Oh, yes. Yes. Share that. Yes. <laughs> all right. It was uh, last year and me and my two daughters were at my grandpa's house. And I had my youngest on the couch and I was changing her diaper and I was kneeling in front of the couch. And when I was done... I rolled the diaper up and I turned like this to hand it to my oldest daughter. Well, when I turned, my sister was sitting in a recliner and then behind her was another recliner. And in that second recliner was a little boy. He was sitting cross-legged on it. He had brown hair, blue eyes, a blue polo-like shirt, and khaki shorts. And I immediately turned around and I was like, what the shit did I just see? Because, no, there are no little boys that should be there. Right. Yeah. And my sister was like, what, what, what? And my oldest daughter, she gets scared easy, so I had to tell her to go in the back bedroom. And I told my sister, and she left the house. Like, she got out. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we've, I've heard stories from my grandpa where he's seen a little, this was years ago, he's seen a little boy come out of the bookshelf roughly where he was sitting. And he came out, sat in front of the TV, and just disappeared. Wow. And then I was telling my cousin about my story a couple of months ago. It was like six months ago. And he's five years older than me. He was like, you don't remember the little boy that walked into the room with us? I'm like, what are you talking about? And evidently, when I was like four or five, me and him were in our, my grandpa's back bedroom, and we were playing with toys or whatever. And he said this glowing little boy just walked into the bedroom and walked into the wall and was gone. Walked right between us. We've both seen it. I don't remember it. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Have you ever done any like any digging or research into that location? Like not yet. Mm-hmm. Um I think my grandparents' house was, has been the only one there. Okay. It's, it's, it's a trailer house. Yeah. And they moved it there in eighty seven. Okay. So that's really interesting. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm so glad you remembered that. Yes. Cause we talked about the ghost story and I yeah. love a good ghost story and that's a good one. Yeah. I don't like, I don't, I don't do ghosts. Yeah. It's, I'll listen to the stories yeah. during the day. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't do ghosts. I, I have a funny story about that one time. This is similar to the story I told about how I freaked myself out with the flying monkeys. Um, <laughs> I, one time it was when I first discovered lore and I don't know if you've ever listened to lore. It's, a podcast produced by a single guy and he basically like lays over the story over dramatic music and like tells a creepy story from history pretty much. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really well done. And it's really, really good. I do not recommend listening to it late at night if you are home alone. <laughs> and I was, and I was actually going to see my friend perform spoken word poetry that night. And I've been listening to the lore all the whole time I was getting ready. And I listened to it in the car all the way there. And then I pull up in this dark parking <laughs> lot and I'm like, why did I do this? Why am I this way? Like, so I had to listen to like, I don't know, happy music on the way home because I was totally freaked out. So I get it. 
but yeah so i think that's that's all we got for you guys tonight and i am so thrilled that i got to see a bigfoot track in person like you have no idea how this is so exciting for me like i'm thrilled if uh if you get my buddy i'll, I'll tell my mm -hmm. buddy brian about it and yeah he's got the better one okay and if he's if he comes on he'll bring you oh i would love that i would and love that it's you can see this whole side yeah. and see every toe yeah that it's, would be amazing yeah. oh my gosh yeah, I'm, I'm super thrilled, and I I hope that lots of people join the Southern Bigfoot Alliance. I joined the group. There's all mm -hmm. kinds of good stuff that gets posted in there daily, like right. lots of activity in that group. So, yeah, but um, I don't have too much in the way of announcements for you guys. Follow the Instagram at Yuriyoki. Facebook is the same. And um, just stay spooky, y'all.